With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome to the Full Press Packers Pod, part of Full Press Coverage. My name is Kyle Senra, and joining me is my co-host, Jesse Hall. How you doing, Jesse? Hey, it's Friday, and I'm doing well. Hopefully you are too. The Packers really are playing the Bears here. Uh, don't really know who the quarterback on either team is going to be, but we know who's going to be here as a guest. As always, when we talk Bears, Full Press Coverage, Bears contributor, Carlos Casario. How you doing, Carlos? Hey, how are you? How are you guys doing? Hey, Carlos. We're healthy. I don't know about the Packers, but Jesse and I are both feeling pretty great and happy to have you. Uh, thank you. Uh, uh, I'm glad to be here. I'm feeling healthy too, so maybe uh, the three of us can can, get, can see some snaps. Yeah, it wouldn't be any worse than what our teams are doing right now, right? Playing for the ball. Uh, I don't think anyone wants to see me on a football field. <laughs> I can play with skates, right? Because I'm Canadian. There you go. I mean, ice bowl might work, actually. No rules. Just come on out. Uh, but no, so as we prepare for another bear week here, uh, do bear with us. Okay, bear through all these jokes. But uh, yeah, the <laughs> Chicago Bears, It's it's been, I mean, hey, it's it, for the Packers fans, it's been quite the season to, to have to bear through. Um, both teams have losing records, so I don't know how much football fans are going to enjoy this game either. So we'll all be there together, united in, in our misery. That's great. Uh, what a pessimistic way to start the episode. Sorry about that. <laughs> You know, no, we can have one more. It could be. It, it could also be a surprise, like last year, where the, it was it was going to be a blowout, and then both teams in the first half and the second game, it was like a hundred to to eighty. <laughs> yeah. See, we got all kinds of things to look forward to. To be fair, the Packers' defense is pretty brutal, and I don't think the Bears' defense is that great either. So, yeah, that that could definitely happen. You could see the offensive fireworks going for sure. <laughs> 
Watch, it'll be a shutout now. It'll be like three to nothing. <laughs> oh, man. That's one thing that we can say. The Bear-Packer games, you never know what's going to happen. And that will ring true, I guess, again this week. Well, we don't even know going into it who's going to be starting a quarterback really for either team. Uh, starting with the Packers, we talked about it last episode, Jesse. Rodgers got hurt. Jordan Love came in, threw a touchdown. Is Jordan Love going to start? Was this, was this like, was that Aaron? We, 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 the emotions we had from, is this the last time Aaron Rodgers ever plays football again? Or is he retiring to, oh, looks like he's going to start this week. So yeah, maybe, maybe the Jordan Love are a bit of a delay, but uh, just based on Rodgers practice participation, he did not practice Wednesday, limited Thursday. I imagine with lit, like, and uh, you know, we are recording this on Friday, December 2nd. So we don't have Friday's practice reports yet, but it, I assume a limited practice means Rogers is, is good to go. He's going to play. So a uh, little delay on the Jordan love air. It seems sorry. Sorry, Jesse. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, I don't know. Uh, like we talked about last podcast, we're, we're, we're not going to the playoffs. They can, yeah, we have a, what 3% chance to go. Guess what? Packer fans. We're not going to the playoffs. Um, You'd think you'd just sit Rodgers down and see what you had, you know, and kind of look forward to what the team has. But from the last presser from Matt LaFleur, it sounds like they're going to let Rodgers play. And why would they sit him when they still have a chance? So uh, sounds like coaches speak. Sounds like the coach is not going to tell Rodgers no. Uh, so, hey, whatever. We get to see more Aaron Rodgers. And not to say that I don't think he's a good player. It's just the future isn't as clear as it was maybe 10 years ago. So I was kind of looking forward to see what we have in a young kid that hasn't really had a lot of opportunities. So it is what it is to go pack go, but um, yeah, it, it looks like Rogers at the helm. So Carlos, I don't know what you were looking forward to, like, you know, just dealing with Rogers injuries. If you were actually, you know, more afraid to face Jordan love or like, do you love this uh, development here, Carlos, as a bears fan? Um, I don't, I don't, I really want, I wanted to, I want them to see, to, to, to go, to go after, after Rogers, since this is this this could likely this could maybe his last his last game against the the Bears, although uh, with Jordan Love, you don't know you don't know what you're getting. So he he could make he will definitely make more more mistakes than than, than Aaron Rodgers would. But at but at this point with the Bears pass rush, I don't think it really matters that much because they're just they're just not getting to the quarterback. They, they just and if and if they Especially if, if Rogers is in there, and and they give him all day to all day to throw, he's just gonna have, he's gonna have close to four hundred yards passing. Because <laughs> all the injuries Rogers suffering with thumb, ribs, none of it's his legs, so he can still you know be, he's still pretty mobile in the in and out of the pocket, so that could still be dangerous for opponents. Yeah, and he and he doesn't even have to be all that mobile because the the Bears have absolutely no pass rush. They rank last in in sacks. They rank last in quarterback pressures, and twenty uh, sixth in, in in um quarterback knockdowns. So they just they just don't touch the quarterback. Rogers can Rogers can can finish the see, finish the game cleaner than than what he did when he when he walked in. <laughs> Maybe it'll help his thumb heal. But Jesse, I do wonder: is this it? Like. If Rodgers felt like he was going to come back next year and wanted to make sure next year was fully healthy after a lost season, he might side with the cautious approach. And maybe he still does come back next year, but him wanting to play almost makes me feel like it really is his last season. He And like of maybe football as well. He doesn't want his last game to be getting hurt, going out, and that's that's his last football moments are those throws under pain. 
So I think I wonder if if we see him beat the Bears, and then the bye week coming up next week, I believe. Do they is that when they turn it over to Jordan Love? Just get a win against the Bears and then go out on top like that for Rodgers, and then he says, "Okay, well you can you can have your you know your project start now." After this bye week, does that make any sense, or is 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 just going to be what you said? Like they'll keep playing Rodgers until they're mathematically eliminated. Heck, I don't know. I've been wrong all season, Kyle, but <laughs> it does make sense. Um, you know, yeah, Rodgers is a competitor. Who wouldn't want to play, right? Like I get that. Every guy wants to play. It shouldn't be a Rodgers call. It should be a coaching call. But yeah, I don't think he's retiring. I just don't see it. There's too much money on the table. But maybe his last game as a Packer. I think he might feel that and. You know, he likes to say he owns the Bears. Why wouldn't you want to play him one more time in green and gold? So that's where I'm kind of leaning, but uh, I haven't been right all year. So it, it makes sense. It, it sure does. Yeah, every time we pick the Packers to win, they lose. Every time we pick them to lose, they win. <laughs> Basically, well, actually, those, lately we've been that, kind of right. <laughs> along those lines, that's 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 something that I was, I was thinking exactly because I think playing the Bears gives him motivation. So right. he doesn't he doesn't want to finish the way he finished against the Eagles, but if if he does well, he can do well against the Bears. Continue to continue that narrative that he owns the Bears, and then walk away. And then I think with the with the with the bye week coming up, they can get they can get Love prepared, and then Love can take over the rest of the season. Because I think yeah, last time sense. he was in Chicago was when the I own you and the the fans the fans slipping him yeah. off and stuff like that, right? So he hasn't yes. gone back since. Yeah, this is his first game since he since he did since he said that. Man, he better hope it doesn't backfire. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say this could this could turn way worse. And uh, <laughs> darn, my last game against the Bears and I blew it. Right. <laughs> I'm sure Carlos would want that. Yeah, it'd be nice if he uh, they the same way that they ended uh, Brett Favre's career, even though he was with Minnesota. But they're yeah. the ones who, uh, with that sack that that ruined his that. That ended his streak, right? Yeah, that's true. And because he was Minnesota, we were actually cheering for that. That's great. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> no blowing that first down horn anymore. Yeah. <laughs> the sad horn for the sack. <laughs> Although, to be fair, the Vikings haven't. Unfortunately, like the Vikings really haven't been sounding the sad horn too much. And it really does feel like, you know, Bears, Packers early, okay, com- competing for the top of the NFC North. That was just a few weeks ago, and now it's okay. Yeah, the, the division's gone. The Vikings have this basically locked up, and even wild card spots for both teams seem pretty, uh, pretty far in the distance in, in terms of possibility. So, uh, yeah, really interesting how just a few weeks has changed things. Yet the the Bears Packers rivalry still this, remains the same, just as intense, right, Carlos? Yes, absolutely. It's all the, it doesn't matter what the records are; they're they're going to play hard against each other. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It'd be nice. It'd be nice if the if the Bears can finally lo- end that losing streak against Rodgers, because they've uh, they've lost what seven in a row to him and twelve of the last thirteen. So it'd be it'd be really nice if we can get a win before maybe he rides off into the sunset. 
I'm glad you're keeping better track of that record than me because <laughs> I know I knew it was kind of long, but I didn't know it was that long. So yeah, I, I hear you. That I, <clears throat> this game means a lot more to you guys, I think, than it does to us Packer fans. Of course, we always want to beat the Bears. Don't get me wrong, but I think just putting that in perspective, <laughs> this game has a lot more a lot more writing for y'all. Because uh, yeah, truth be uh, known, I'm already looking at draft status. So <laughs> yeah, when when uh when when we keep when we're on the losing end, we 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 keep track of those. We we, we notice them a lot more. I, I believe it. I believe it. I, I hope I don't get on that end anytime. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to lose seven in a row to any team. Uh, but you, so the Packers have really beat the Bears seven times in a row. Yes. So Since, that means uh, the second game. The second game against the. Uh, the second game in 2018 was the last time that the that the Bears beat the Packers. That was when the Bears uh, clinched the division. Khalil and Mack came to the Bears. Was it that year? Same same year, 2018. After. Okay, so he they got one win out of, out of Khalil yeah. Mack against the Packers, and that whole time. And oh. they came a couple, close a couple of them. Like there was you know there was like at least two other games of one score games, and uh, so they were close. But yeah, it was the only one they got. I was going to say, did they get their money's worth and, and oh, did they even get any wins? But yeah, uh, it's tough to, I mean, I don't know, like just this far away, Carlos, do you think the Bears won that Cleo Mack trade? Um, I think it was, it was basically a push. Um, I mean, the, the, the Bears got some good, got some good play out of, out of Mac, but it didn't translate into victory. I would say the only reason that the Raiders definitely didn't win is because they didn't know how to use any of their picks. So they blew all the right, picks. Yeah, so the, so the, if you look at it that way, like the Raiders are still probably losers in it. So if the Bears kind of came out as, you know, neutral, they probably won the trade theoretically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I mean, and, and, and the thing is that it, it, it really hurt the Bears in terms of, of their drafts because they, they lost a lot of picks because, because of that. And, and the Bears, to begin with, they were they were more than just a Cleo Mack away from from winning. Although he did have that, they had that great 2018 season. But uh, I think the defense was it was it was the real result of more of the defense than the offense. Yeah, definitely. But uh, it's funny because you know you get out of that Cleo Mack or you get the picks back, and suddenly it's okay. Send more picks to trade up, but this time you get the quarterback, Justin Fields. Now. Right. Uh, Oh, and one against the Packers so far uh, in his career uh, with the loss earlier this year, but is he even starting, right? Like it's, it's the same thing for both teams. We had no idea who was really starting. Is it Rogers love? Is it Justin Fields? Is it Trevor Simeon? Is it Nathan Peterman? I mean, what do we know so far this week? Um, I think they're what it looks like is they're, they're leading to try to get fields in there. If, if fields, if he's feeling okay, they're definitely going to use him to put to, to go in there. Trevor Simeon probably is out. He hasn't been practicing all week. So he, he's probably not. And the fact that the, that the Bears signed Tim Boyle shows that Simeon probably, probably isn't going to be, isn't, isn't going to play at all. So it's either Fields starting or Nathan Peterman. And I do not want to see a Nathan Peterman start ever again. Nathan I Peterman saw, versus Jordan Love. Earlier. We were so close uh, to that, aren't we? That's <laughs> So um, even though there, even though that's a, that's a little controversial, because a lot of a lot of the Bears fans really want to to shut down Fields and, and avoid him getting getting hurt anymore. But he he still he still needs to get get some snaps in there and and get some development. And maybe 
the injury, he'll he'll have to play it a little safer in terms of running, and he's going to have to force, like, you'll it'll, it'll, it'll almost force him to make those quicker throws, quicker decisions, because that just seemed like it's the one Absolutely. biggest weakness is he does hold the ball for too long, which, I mean, to be fair, Aaron Rodgers does it all the time, but Rodgers has also shown the ability to, like, he will put that ball in a good spot or throw it away eventually after holding it for too long. So I think that's just right. with fields to, A, help the O-line and avoid sacks to get it out quickly. Maybe because he's hurt, he'll he'll default to that a little more. So is it almost like a blessing disguise kind of force him into that situation where you have to throw the ball away quickly? Right. And um, I actually think that the, that the bears were actually doing a good job with him in terms of running because they had him going out of bounds to avoid hits and, and doing a lot more sliding. Last year he wasn't slight, but this year he's doing a lot more sliding. But the problem was that he, he was just tired in that Atlanta game. You can see how, how he was, he was slowing down and he spent uh, a lot of time rubbing his rubbing his hamstrings and his legs to, to try to get it going. It looked like he was cramping or something in. And he he just wasn't at the same speed. And and Luke Getze just kept kept calling the running plays, kept calling the running plays when when you can see that he could barely he, he was barely walking. He, he his legs were so tired. And that's when he that's when he got when he when he got injured. So up up to that point they were actually doing a pretty good job of, of protecting him. But that last that 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 last drive against Atlanta, it was just mind-boggling how 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 the the play calling. It does seem like the Khalil Herbert injury really has kind of derailed things. They had a, a two running back system going, and now you know Tristan Ebner being the main backup. I think you know a seventh round rookie this year who's you know looks more like Tariq Cohen than he does David Montgomery. You know probably not someone you want to give a ton of carries to. So it's it's basically all the the rush attempts are going fields or Montgomery. So it, it seemed like they needed that, that third player to kind of bounce off both of them and, and that dynamic runner like Herbert. Although uh, last week, uh, Darrington Evans actually had a, had, had a pretty good game. So he, I think he might, he might see some more snaps this, this, this week. Than Perfect. Ed, I think I love Tristan playing against Ed- Darrington Evans. Cause even the <laughs> Packers Tristan, can tackle him. Tristan Ebner, I think is going to be a pretty good option for the bears moving forward but he you know being a rookie he's still he's still learning yeah and I think uh, we talked about that way back it you know going into week two and how the the split between Montgomery and Herbert and how Montgomery still seemed like their preferred passing down guy just with pass protection him as a route runner um, and now they really have no choice but to make him a true workhorse three down back but like you said Darrington Evans at least came in and, and took away some carries uh, maybe that'll be needed to help again both Montgomery and Fields. But just interesting to get your thoughts, Carlos, on last week's uh, kind of situation where Simeon got the start, but then it seems like this injury that he's now out with or expected to be out with kind of was suffered it during pregame, and then there was talk that Peterman was going to get the start, but then when it came game time, Simeon got the start. Like, what was the that timeline like? Um, yeah, it was about it was about an hour before game time, and he was just doing warm ups. And he he hurt his oblique. Then he went. Then he went into the locker room. They said that he took he took some medicine, but I'm assuming that he took a shot. That's what the the, the usually in the NFL what they use a lot is is Toradol. So he probably got a shot of Toradol. So and 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 they let it, they let the thing take effect. Once it took effect and he was feeling well, then he then then they 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 put him in there. Um, but I think. The, the the injury was a little more serious than than they laid on because they they just didn't want to see Nathan Peterman in there because I mean Peterman was ready but he didn't 
he didn't get any 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 reps throughout the week. So they just didn't want to see him see him in there against a good defense like like the Jets. You know what? A Jordan Love Tim Boyle game would have been funny, right, Jesse? Just because like you know, the, when Love got there, that was the backup. Tim Boyle was the guy that Love could not overtake to be the backup his rookie year. So it'd be funny if he got a bit of revenge against Boyle if they end up facing <laughs> each other, but it looks like that won't be the case. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, the legend of Tim Boyle lives on, it sounds like. It seems like the Packers, there's always someone every August, rather than Jordan Love or who's supposed to be the, the backup, that gets all the credit and they think, oh, they would have just kept that guy. So um, Taysom Hill comes to mind with that too, or you know, they thought, yeah, well, he's still not a quarterback, but whatever, yeah. So we'll see what happens there. And Back to your running back stuff. I don't care who's running the ball right now until Green Bay actually tackles somebody. I'm not confident in anybody running the ball against us because it's been that atrocious the last few weeks. It continues to get worse. So um, hopefully they clean it up a little bit. Looks like Campbell might play this week, so that might help a little. But I don't know. It just nothing has been clicking the last couple of months. I guess what, what I see Darrington Evans, I think, okay, if you just sneeze near him, he'll fall down. So like, you don't have to necessarily wrap him up. Like you hit him, he'll, he'll usually fall down at first contact. So it's not someone, if you're, if your tacklers are bad at like wrapping and technique, you don't mind playing Darrington Evans because he's, this game really isn't, I don't know why he's a running back. Oh, he's not, he's not going to catch the ball running routes. That's why. Uh, but like, the problem with the Packers, though, I guess it's not the technique. It's just they're not in the right position to make plays. Like they're they're just it's it's not a it's a positioning thing. Like and then that's part of technique as well of understanding like the integrated technique of where you're supposed to be on the field. But you're right, Jesse. They're just leaving too many gaps. So it's not even guys can't make the tackles. It's just guys aren't in proper position to make the tackles. So maybe maybe Darrington Evans will actually be a problem. Uh oh. You know we, we what we could have is uh, one of those 1950s style games because the Bears are awful against the run as well. So it could it could just be three hundred yards rushing for each team, and depending on who the quarterback is, they just they just won't get the passing yards. I think for both teams' sake, we'd rather the forties, right? Because at least the, the forties, the Packers and Bears are winning championships. I don't know that either team yeah. is really good in the fifties, so maybe that's. Which, hey, I guess they're both. That's that's kind of their records this year, right? So maybe that is. Maybe you're right. Maybe they will go back to nineteen fifties. Maybe if they keep uh, they keep running the ball, the the, the game will go by quicker. Jesse, is this the worst Packers year since 1958? No, okay, maybe not. Probably not. That's a little overreactionary. Uh, probably not. There's some bad ones in the 70s and 80s, but yeah, uh, for sure, I, I think it might be one of the most disappointing coming off of you know, you know, two last three years NFC Championship games. Last year, thought was the the team that was better than both those teams, and then essentially not losing much besides Devontae Adams, and then this is the showing we have this year. Yeah, it might be the most disappointing, at least in my lifetime. But crazy for just the the sports, right? And this is football as well. It's one of the most prevalent in football. How many teams make the playoffs one year and don't make it the next year? Right? We we talk about that turnover all the time, Jesse. We and like we we were aware of that turnover and still didn't pick enough teams to miss the playoffs right? based on what we would have thought. Uh, of course, because you're you're never right about anything uh, when it comes to predicting the NFL, anyway. But but really, like the 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 division between who's the champion and who's the worst team in the league. It was really not that big a difference. And uh, we see the Rams Super Bowl champions to, I think they have the third pick right now. Well, they, they don't actually have that pick. Unfortunately, the lions have it, unfortunately for us, because we don't want the lions to have multiple top 10 picks, but like, that's like the Rams right now would be the third worst team in the NFL uh, ranked on on standings. And they won the Super Bowl last year. (laughs) They're the defending champs. And, And yeah, 
the injury to Cooper Cup is bad, but they were losing far long, many games long before Cooper Cup went out when he was still dominant. So um, the Montreal Canadiens, they lost in the in the Stanley Cup champion uh, chip two years ago. And, you know, they're just two wins away from winning it all. They were the worst team in the league last year. So went from from second to 32nd, uh, the Rams going from first to potentially 32nd, but right now first to 30th. So that idea of how crazy things can turn in a sense, though, Jesse does make you appreciate the longevity of, you know, th- since Favre got there and how how many winning seasons the Packers have had since the 90s. Uh, whether it's through the Favre era, through the Rogers era. Yeah, not every season was pretty. I mean, Carlos referenced 2018, uh, first time since 2018 that the Packers have missed the playoffs. So, well, likely this year, unless they go on the run of all runs to start here, <laughs> which, I mean, let's kick it off with a win against the Bears. And they have the Rams after the bye week, which that, that game, remember, Jesse, we, we thought that game would be pretty tough. That game's actually looking pretty easy now. Uh, well, like you said, toughest in any game is that is that easy for the Packers when they play the way they do. But, uh, yeah, I'll just say anything can happen in sports, and and I guess that's – the Bears Packers game is probably proof of that more than anything every year. And game you, of inches. You, you, right. you never know what will happen because multiple teams that have played the Bears have gone on to go on streaks. New England lost to the Bears. They went on a streak. Washington beat the Bears, but it was a close game. They, they went right down to the last play and they've gone on a run too. So maybe the Packers can, can do the same. Although, I mean, the, the, that same Patriots team ba- almost beat the Packers with Bailey Zappi, and then Washington definitely beat the Packers too. So I wonder if, if both teams can be given credit to help, help the other teams get better. So maybe it's the opposite. Maybe the Bears, whether win or lose against the Packers, this is the, the streak. The Fields goes undefeated the rest of the year coming out of the bye week healthy. And, and there we go. Man, can Justin, can, can Justin Fields be the Packers quarterback, please? <laughs> uh, no, nope, that, 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 we, that bridge we is... We have them is, and we like them. Yeah, no, the, the the Bears, I think, uh, it's funny because at the start of this year, Carlos, was there, I know from the fantasy football dynasty perspective, seeing Justin Fields fall in specifically like super flex two quarterback leagues, there was sometimes he was falling to the fifth round, which last year, without even playing the NFL, just where he was drafted, there were, I definitely saw leagues where he was first round, if it was super flex two quarterbacks, Justin Fields is going in the first round alongside Lance and Lawrence and then fell to sometimes the fifth round in drafts this year. So there, I know there was this fear in the off season that could the bears potentially move off fields, all this stuff where they're, they're not investing in him. They're not giving him receivers, offensive linemen from the outside perspective, a little bit, it, the, the narrative was almost, is this team really trying to tank so bad to that? they're just going to move on from fields and like they want two, three years where their first overall pick two, three years in a row. And one of those will be the, the quarterback they replace fields with. Like, was there any really any thought to that internally, like from the, the Chicago narrative, the media narrative inside? Um, I, I don't believe so. I just think that uh, the bears were, were in such a, such disarray in terms of, in terms of draft picks and the salary cap situation. When, uh, when Ryan Poles came in, he just had to blow everything up. He knew he knew he knew that he had a he had a quarterback in there, which makes which makes the job of rebuilding so much better. So you have that quarterback in there and just blow everything else around him. The 2022 season had to be had to be sacrificed because he 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 got rid of all the big contracts. He got rid of Mac and and, and all those other ones, and he replaced them with you know second, third, fourth, fourth stringers. You know there there was he he just wanted to keep the, the, the salary, the salary down. And, and most of them were, he signed on, on one-year deals. 
He just avoided big contracts. So now, as a result, they're going to have, right now they have about $125 million available in, in salary cap space. And that's likely going to go up late, uh, during the offseason. And they have, uh, I think, eight draft picks. So I think he just he just wanted to sacrifice the 2022 season and then do the real job, start start the start the actual rebuild this this next offseason. And I think he's he, he's in a he's in a great position to do it now with all the money in the world and, and draft picks. I think that right now they have this, the second overall pick. I think he's gonna trade that so he can so he can acquire acquire more picks. Because I mean that just looking at what he did last year. I mean, in this year's draft, he only he came in with five picks and he turned that into 11 picks. And, and of the five picks that he had, he didn't have any first rounders. So this time he has a first round where, 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 he, where he can really amass a lot, a lot, a lot of picks. So I think that the, I think we're going to see what polls is made of this this offseason. You can he can he can you, you talk about big turnarounds and everything. I think the Bears next season can have a, can have a huge turnaround. Well, and I, I went, I went to spot track just, just to see like context. You mentioned like over a hundred thousand or hundred million dollars in cap space projected for the bears. And I wanted to know, just like, I figured that's gotta be up there in terms of the most cap space going to league. It is the most it's number one. And it's, it's not even close. Like right now they have 115 million in projected cap space. The second highest is the Atlanta Falcons at 66.7. Yeah, yeah. So the, the, in a sense, the Chicago Bears could really be bullies in free agency. Yeah, and yeah, it's, absolutely. And because unfortunately, like it, it, you know, it's a big city, so like you draw maybe like from a media perspective and just like a living in in such a massive city, like you can in a sense, Chicago has that draw there. But it also seems like it's the way you know Roquan Smith was treated. It also seems like it's a team that maybe free agents aren't necessarily going to say, "I, I w- absolutely want to go to Chicago," right? Um, actually, I don't know. I, in terms of, I don't, I don't know the, with the Roquan Smith, uh, situation, that was just something that it was, it, it got personal. I mean, the bears, uh, people talk about the bears not paying. They've, they, 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 they have paid their players. You know, they, 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 they have rewarded them with big contracts. It just, they've just done it to the wrong players. <laughs> A lot of the players they've given it to didn't deserve it. So. That that's the problem that that, that that they've had, but I think uh, Chicago's the, the the Bears are still an attractive an attractive place to, to to go to, especially after seeing what, what what Justin Fields is doing this this season. Without basically he he doesn't he doesn't have any any help around him. You know he doesn't have an offensive line. The, the wide receivers are, are 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 subpar, and he's you know he's doing it mostly with his legs. But when you see when you see some of his throws, you 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 know that this kid is is building. He's he's getting he's getting up there, and I think a lot of, a lot of free agents will will, will want that. And like what you said earlier, the easiest part for a GM to rebuild is you know, once you have the quarterback, and maybe this is just part of that, right? Because part of that is it also attracts other players that that want to play with him. A wide receiver coming to Chicago and, you know, being paid like a number one receiver will also know I could get the opportunity to, to be Justin Fields top target and really establish right. that chemistry offensive lineman. If they know, okay, the bears are going to pay me big. I'm starting on this line. Uh, so, right. but I think especially for the receivers, that might be huge is okay. A receiver wanting to play with Justin Fields and, and that making it attractive. But my, my whole point was going to be the bears will probably 
have to overspend to get certain players like the really big big high price free agents as you as you do every year those players want to be paid but they they have the ammunition to do it and and yeah so and maybe it fields helps give a a, a slight a bit of a discount or, or makes it so that it's a preferential destination that, that all that that definitely just helps uh the the, the one thing that, that i would caution bear fans is is that don't expect like a bunch of huge signings um Ryan Poles comes from Kansas City and they didn't have like like a when when they started their rebuild they didn't get like all all, all these big big time signings they rewarded the players that they, that 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 end up ended up helping them win the Super Bowl but getting there they did a they did a lot of mid mid tier mid tier signings so it's a, so so and then Poles I I have to give him credit cuz he had he has this vision like this year he had this vision not not to spend a lot of money, just wait for wait wait for 2023. And he he's disciplined, and that's the one thing I think he's going to continue that. Except he will have more money to spend, so he's going he he can make better choices. But I don't think I, I don't I don't think he's going to go out and you know sign 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 a wide receiver for 200 million dollars or something like that. You know, is is he's he's going to be he's he's going to be sensible, and that's that that's one of the things that our previous previous regimes just haven't haven't been haven't done they're they want to make the fans happy so they'll 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 get like one or two huge signings to make the to make it look good but then the rest of the the, the rest of the roster suffers uh Paul, i don't think polls is, is going to continue that i guess the bears have the opportunity they could add six seven starters to this team with with the the money and in, as opposed to going for the the absolute big fish free agent they can right. they can get quality starters get some depth uh specifically on the offensive line but also some key defensive additions as well yes you, they, they they need the, the defensive tackles because they need they need pass rush wait in the trenches right so maybe that's probably actually where we see a lot of the money invested maybe they'll sign unfortunately wide receivers any wide receiver worth its salt seems like it's going to be big so you almost have to overspend for any wide receiver you sign mm-hmm. on, on the free market but you know maybe that's the one position where you overspend to get one guy that you know will be your true alpha can build around alongside mooney who unfortunately won't be playing this game uh, he's out for the year so uh i know packers shut him down pretty well last time though so i don't know how much of an effect he would have but you still think long term he can he can contribute. But speaking of the receiver position, they did sort of address it a little bit and it'll be a shorter term contract, uh, but still on a rookie contract is Chase Claypool. So Jesse, I think we might've talked about this uh, when the, the trade deadline happened, just some of the biggest trades. I can't remember if we did definitely talk about it on the fantasy pod. That might be what I'm thinking of. Sorry. Uh, but uh, Carlos interested to get your thoughts on that trade. Uh, the, the Bears setting their second round pick for Chase Claypool. You mentioned they had the uh, more picks to, to choose from. So they could understand maybe why they were willing to sacrifice one to get a player now. Uh, yes, I think it, it was. Uh, I think that that was a, a big signal for Justin Fields and and the fans and everyone around the NFL to show that that Poles does have confidence in Fields. He wants to build around Fields. He wants to get him the help. He just went. He went ahead and and and, and got Chase Claypool to to give him the early help. And you know, and it was a it was a it was a pretty big pick that he gave him because it wasn't it wasn't the Baltimore Ravens pick that they had. It was their own. Their, their own pick so it's going to be a high pick a high second round pick for him um i know some, some people are complaining that he's he started out slowly but it's something uh something that i noticed with the with, with the offense in general even with, with, with justin fields when the season started he was they, they 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 were stuck doing worse than what they had last year with matt egg 
but uh, it, I think it, it takes a while for them to, to, to get everything down and to, and, and to understand things. And I think this, the same thing is happening with Chase Claypool. So once, you know, he's, he's got, he's got four games under four, four games under his belt now. So I think he's, he's, he's going, he's going to get, get a little bit better as, as, as the season progresses. And then with an off season to work with, with, with fields, I think we'll see the, we'll see a big improvement next season. I, I kind of have a theory about this, but I'm curious to get your thoughts, Carlos. Is there something about Claypool as a player that made him desirable for the bears to purchase him specifically, or was it just the Steelers were so aggressive at shopping him that, anyone else they wanted wasn't available and they had to settle for Claypool or is there something about him as a player that that they think we need this type of player that we don't have I think uh the, the fact that he's a he's he's a big athletic receiver that's something that the that the Bears the Bears really want they don't they, they don't really have that I mean they have Nikhil Harry but he's he's doing the same thing in Chicago that he did in in, in New England he gets injured and when he's when he's healthy he's still not contributing so um, and Chase Claypool, I think he had what his first two seasons, he was over 800 yards each, each season. So he has, you know, he has that talent where, where he can, he, he can, he can outmuscle defenders and he can, and he can outjump the, the defenders and he can, he can go deep. So that's something that's, that, that, that makes him, that made him attractive to the, to, to polls. Plus it, it kept him out of, out of Green Bay. So that helps too. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that, Jesse. I think we wanted Claypool <laughs> a little bit, but but I think of like his usage with the Steelers, especially as a rookie. It seems like they made the priority to get the ball to Claypool near the end zone, in the goal line, in the red zone, and so that seems like that's been maybe a bit of a struggle for Fields has been the the red zone offense. There's been turnovers. There hasn't been as many touchdowns as you'd like there, and so if I mean, there's maybe one area where Fields really need to improve is in the red zone, and yeah, just having a big body threat to make contested catches is great, but it's also the way st- the Steelers would use him creatively, get him the, uh, you know, get him carries and, and not be so predictable with his usage, not just make him a contested catch guy, but it seems like the Steelers were really creative with Claypool's deployment near the red zone. So I was thinking that might be something the bears saw and gets Luke Getzey might be thinking I, I can use that. I can find ways to get creative with his touches near the, the, goal line and, and help us this offense convert more touchdowns and kick field goals. So I did think there was something specifically about Claypool that I thought that was that, that would help the bears. Cause the one thing I noticed about fields, not just the Packers game, but throughout the season has been unfortunate turnovers near the goal line. Yeah. And um, a lot of those happen happened early in the season. I mean, when, when they started going to, to Cole commit their, their goal line, their, their goal line, Offensive. True, because he's got what three or four improve. touchdowns in the last three four weeks. He, so he had five. He had five, five oh, touchdowns yeah. in, in in I think in three weeks. Yeah. So uh, he, you know, having him having him more involved in it helped. And now if you if you add Chase Claypool to to the pool, you add Chase Claypool now. That's that'll just make them even even better. And it gives it gives Fields more options than just him trying to look to to run it in himself. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.
All right. So now we will talk. Uh, well, we've already talked a bit about injuries, but let's let's get fully into the uh, injury reports here. Uh, so, Jesse, uh, we've already referenced Aaron Rodgers uh, didn't practice Wednesday, limited Thursday. Um, in terms of the Packers players, I mean, Jenkins and Bakhtiari, it's the same story. It'll be almost every week. You'll see it did not practice Wednesday and then limited Thursday, Friday. But we've also seen that happens and they get pulled out an hour before the game. Right. But uh, again, we, we've talked about that before, assuming they're both playing. Um really the, the one player who didn't practice on Wednesday and still hasn't practiced is Darnell Savage with the foot injury. So uh, we saw Rudy Ford come in in relief of him. Uh, and even they've been playing three safety sets. So Rudy, Rudy Ford has been getting on the field more and more often, but uh, Ford is on the injury report with a wrist injury. However, full participant all week. So doesn't look like he's in risk of missing at all, but it, it does seem like Packers maybe without starting safety, Darnell Savage. I think Darnell Savage lost his spot last week. Um, it, it sucks he got hurt, but he already was uh, playing more on the, the nickel role because Rudy, in the week before also Rudy Ford started taking over his spot. I, I really do. Savage has been awful, to say it nicely this year, awful. And uh, I think Rudy Ford took a spot. I really do. And Rudy Ford's been actually making plays. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to see him. I don't think the wrist is going to keep him out. Like you said, he's been a full participant. So – well, and it, I mean, it, it, long term, it looks like I mean, Savage. This is a contract year, so this is a really awful year for Savage to to be playing up to. We, we expect a contract year to get some of his better play, uh, but it seems like he's just gotten worse and worse. His best season might have been his rookie season, honestly. Uh, second year player is pretty good too, but yeah. yeah unfortunately, we signed him to your option, so. Oh, okay. So he's not a free agent next year. Never mind. Unfortunately, no. That's he's right. Not. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Now. So yeah, he'll be with us for a year. Which I'm yeah, going to say, so we, we're keeping him one more. Adrian Amos, this is the last year of his contract, I believe. So, uh, could be, could be like, could be a totally remade safety group next year. Maybe they try and build around Rudy Ford, Darnell Savage, but, uh, yeah, there's so, so all to say, Carlos, there might be some opportunities for what we assume is Justin Fields to, to throw the football, uh, deep at these, at these safeties. And again, maybe that means more production for tight ends or, or a guy like Claypool has, has Claypool played much in the slot? since he's been with Chicago? Cause I know that was something um, talked about this year. He's played a few snaps in the, in the slot, but mostly he's been, he's been on the outside. Do you think with Mooney out, that's going to change and, and Claypool could turn to be a primary slot receiver? Um, I think they really want him on the outside. So, I mean, he, he may still see some, 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 some slot, some positions in the slot, but I think they, they mainly want, just want to work him on, on the outside. Okay, so okay, so maybe maybe Cole Komet, though, is still that key matchup to be able to beat these Packers safeties right now. Yes, yes he's 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 uh he's he's definitely he's been he's been on the rise. He's, he's played well, so I said hopefully they'll, they'll they'll throw more to him. So Jesse, you mentioned earlier Devondre Campbell. He's limited practice participant all week with his knee injury, so chance he could play. Uh, could also potentially see the return of Romeo Dubs. Similar. Uh, action with uh, practice limited both Wednesday and Thursday this time with the ankle injury. So uh, could potentially see both the return of Campbell and dubs to this team. Uh, we have really have not seen much Christian Watson and Romeo dubs on the field at the same time. So that could be something added, you know, weapon for the Packers uh, maybe uh, phasing Alan Lazard out a little bit, but uh, could be uh could be a big breakout game for both rookies at the same time. Yeah. Throw them in there and, let Jordan Love play the second half and look at what our team looks like next year, right? <laughs> but yeah, uh, Dubs. Because the Bears are beating us by 30 at halftime? <laughs> hey, it could go either way. Who knows, right? <laughs> yeah. um, 
but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, but no, they said he re- basically just did walkthroughs this week. They didn't want to push it too hard. But Little Floor said it, it, if it's feeling good this weekend, he's, he's going to give it a go. So I, I'd love to see him back out there too because he, he was off to – he was playing really good football. I'm trying to think if it's been a full month since he's missed because usually with the high ankle sprains, if they come back before a full month, they're either so bad in that first game that come back that it's not worth it or they re-aggravate injuries. So um, if it's only been three weeks, I, I, I'd love to see him wait out an extra game. Uh, when did he last play? Uh, week nine – November 6th. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be what 29 days uh, since the in- he suffered the injury that he, when he plays on Sunday, if he does play. So you're basically at that four week mark. So maybe it's, it's reasonable to expect him to at least be able to come out and produce. We'll uh, see. El- we really got nothing to lose, right? <laughs> no, well, the game. <laughs> Well, right. <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> In the grand scheme of things. <laughs> no, yeah, that's, that's all. That's all it is. It's just a game. Uh, but yeah, um, both running backs limited at practice. A- Aaron Jones with a shin and a glute injury. AJ Dillon with a quadriceps. I know D- Jones has been dealing with this for a couple weeks, so uh, he hasn't missed time. We were shocked that he came back the week after dealing with the injury. Right? We, we thought it'd be a, a big AJ Dillon week and maybe get Kyron Hill, Kylan Hill, uh, some love before he got cut. But no. Uh, I'd expect both running backs are fine. Can move over to the Bears now. Uh, so yeah, we talked about Fields limited Wednesday, full participant Thursday. That that tells me he's probably going to play. They're not risking their franchise quarterback and playing playing him full in practice if he can't go in games. So Rogers versus Fields. Here we go again, part two. <laughs> and that's and, and that's something that Fields really wants. He want he wants to get he you know he understands the the, the rivalry and he wants to get in there and, and get. And play against play against Rodgers or play against the best, so he can, so he can. He's always been such a such a big competitor, so that's that he wants that. So I'm seeing five Bears listed as did not practice all week so far, and you've already mentioned one, the backup quarterback Trevor Simeon, expecting it to be Nathan Peterman who backs up Justin Fields, uh, but also we've got and I don't know we don't have details about this, but Dante Pettis with an illness, uh, if as uh, that sounds like something as long as he doesn't show symptoms and recovers, he'll be able to play Sunday, I'd imagine. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but then also a couple of defensive backs. So you got Kyler Gordon uh, in concussion protocol, and then Ja-qu- actually Jaquan Brisker also in concussion protocol. So yes, how, both, how, how both long them, is... Both of, them, both of them suffered concussions in uh, in the Atlanta game. So they, they missed last week. So uh, they're, they're still in concussion, so I'm not sure if, uh, how ser- you know, it must have been a little more serious than, than thought. And the one thing with Brisker was that he 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 suffered he suffered symptoms of the concussion, stayed out for a few snaps, and they brought him back in. So that's that that's that's something that's been a little controversial over there in, in Chicago. Is they, they 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 led him back into the game, and then he got worse. So, so to imagine um, they're going to be extra cautious bringing him back. You have to be absolutely. fully clear. So the fact that because usually, especially like two weeks after. You'd expect to see a limited practice participant at this point. So if they're not advancing through the protocol, I'd even I'd almost wonder if they get ruled out today, like after recording by Friday, if especially if they they don't practice at all on Friday, I'd imagine that's they're too many steps away, you know, yes. from full practice to be cleared to play a game. Because even full practice participant, I think you still have another step to go before you're cleared for a game. Yes. So if they're still at did not practice, I I don't expect to see either Gordon or Brisker. No, I, I I don't either. They, 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 especially after 
what happened with with Brisker, they're going to be extra cautious. So they're they just they, they don't want they don't want any more unwanted attention dealing with that. And then unfortunately, got to give more attention to the Bears' offensive line. Uh, Larry Broom uh, didn't practice this week with both an ankle and knee injury, and then Riley Reef didn't practice Wednesday, limited on Thursday with a back injury. So what can you tell us about the shape of the Bears' offensive line right now? Um, there, I think I think uh, Larry Borum will probably will probably will probably play. Yeah, he'll, he'll the, the, it seemed like the the they just want to give him some rest and and, and be and be uh, cautious with him. Uh, Riley Reef, um, I'm not exactly sure how how serious that is, but I he hasn't played much at all this year, even though even though he signed a, a pretty nice big big contract. Uh, one thing that I'd like to see is uh, have them play Alex Leatherwood. He's been on he's 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 been on, on the team since since the Raiders cut him, but uh, I think at this point. At this point, with with their record and everything going on, is you might as well see what the young players have, and they've been they've been they've been really they've been working Leatherwood in slowly, so they can just so you can just get rid of what what happened in, in Las Vegas out of his mind. So I think I think that whole experience there really messed him up or something, because they said they're they're just they just want him to get in there, no pressure or anything. I think, but I, now at this point. Especially with the with, with the injuries to the offensive line, um, it's time to see what what Alex Leatherwood can can do and whether he's going to be someone that they can trust uh, going on with the rebuild. So does Leather, Leatherwood count as part of the Khalil Mack trade? Do the Bears claim that as part of what they also got? <laughs> <laughs> they could. They, they they got him from from Las Vegas, so, and he's you know, he's a first round pick, so he has he has he has the talent. So it's if he, if he can get his get get his head right. It could it, it could be a, a big steal for 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 polls. Although I will say there might be only one person who actually thinks that Leatherwood should have been a first round pick. It happened to be John Gruden, oh, yeah. so it worked out for Leatherwood. He got the first <laughs> round pick money, but like it doesn't seem like anyone else was going to take him in the first round. So, uh, but it which is funny because was that the same year that Tevin Jenkins was drafted, or am I thinking of different draft classes? Um, it was last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Tevin Jenkins, yes. And I think everyone was expecting Jenkins to be in the first round and Leatherwood to be in the second. So it's funny how that almost ended up reversing. reversing. But it's, al- it's also funny how they're similar, right? Because both were kind of drafted to be tackles, but it seems like both are better as guards. At least that's what the Raiders, that's how the Raiders played uh, Leatherwood last year to get him on the line. It seems like the Bears are doing that with Jenkins as well. So is that something where the Bears might think that that's their guard tandem long-term? Or do they um, want it? Would, do you think Leatherwood should get in as a tackle even? Um, I think he'd be, he'd be, he'd be better as, as a guard. Um, Cody White here is, is, is getting on in age and he's been, he's been getting, getting more, more injured. So they, they can, they can use him at least for now as, as, as a backup to Cody White here on the left side. Um, Jenkins has, 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 has done a really good job, uh, as the right guard. And that's, and that's, that's, that's a position that even coming into the draft, a lot of draft analysts had had him pegged as a guard instead instead of a tackle because he's 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 a little slow with his with his footwork and he doesn't have to worry about that when, when he when he's at guard and even though you know he had the he had the problems early on in training camp he's 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 really showed that he he can be a valuable asset for the for the offensive line and i i remember back to that college class and i remember some people saying jenkins of if all the offensive linemen he was the most like violent and like 
the, yes. the, the, the best to attack in the run game. But I think the concerns were pass protection, like you're saying, the footwork technique required for pass protection, but especially one-on-one edge pass protecting is very difficult. It's why the left tackles so important in football. Right. Uh, so it did seem like, even though the bears draft them as a tackle, like you're saying, a lot of people did kind of think his skill set lined up with the card. Cause he was a tackle in college, right? Uh, he, he played tackle and guard. Most of the, he, he mostly played, played tackle. So that idea that, okay, we've seen him be able to play tackle. He can do that, but you look at what's the best part of his game. It's the things that make really good guards. So it, Absolutely. It, is there any talk of ever moving him to tackle or do they, like especially for this year i think it must be okay guard for sure but is there do you think there's any internal thought the bears that maybe eventually they could move him outside to tackle or do they do they like him so much at what he's done at guard they're just going to keep they're not going to mess with it they mess with it too much as a rookie now that they he's found his spot they want to keep him there um i think that they're they're going to keep him at at guard he's he's i mean he's really done a really good job there at at guard so i think they're they're, going to keep him and and the bears really do like uh what, what Braxton Jones has been doing. He's, he's gotten a baptism by fire, you know, rookie fifth rounder, just throw in and throw him in there. And, and, and he's, he's done surprisingly well. He's, he's shown, he's, he's shown flashes where, where he, he doesn't, he doesn't play like, 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 like a late round rookie. He's uh he, he's, he's shown a lot of uh good, good football IQ. So I think, you know, this, this, this season has been great for him to pick up the experience and the next season he's going to, he's, he's going to get even better. And that's left tackle, right? He's, he's left tackle. Yes. That's again, we talk about how important that position is. Not everyone can come in and play that position, even as experienced NFL players, but you know, it also talks about the draft process, right? Like he's clearly way better than Alex Leatherwood is at it yet. Alex Leatherwood was drafted in the first round to do that. So round. it's man, the drafts is just a crap shoot. Unless you're the Packers, yes. you know, the third round pick they're going to miss on that. That's the only <laughs> thing for sure about the Packers. <laughs> But yeah, looking forward to this Packers Bears game. Uh, I know uh, we'll certainly be excited. Uh, yeah, it's been. It's funny because if you had said both of these teams were sitting at what are they at four and eight, three and nine, whatever. Three and nine. Mm-hmm. If you, you're, you're probably not too shocked as a Bears fan for that because you, you talked about it. This year was about development, and there's been some, certainly some really big positive developments, specifically for Fields, but Tevin Jenkins, and finding a left tackle out of nowhere. Like that's a great <laughs> development to, to that's exciting. Um, so there's been some positives for that, but so it's funny how they have one less women than the Packers, but yet I'm sure bear fans are looking at this season much more positively or much less disappointingly. That's the word uh, than the <laughs> Packers fans are certainly, I believe. And I don't think that we expected too much to be close, this close in record, this, this point of the season. For the most part. Yes. But there's, you know, those, those diehard fans who I would, I was surprised this, this past off season, how, how a lot of bears fans actually felt that they had a shot to go to the playoffs. And then when they started out two and one, it was, it was good. They were going crazy. It was just, you know, they're talking about playoffs and, and, and no, I mean, you look at just looking, look, looking at it unbiasedly at the, at the, at the, at the, at the roster, you know, I, I was, I was happy if they, if they, if they would have gotten five, six wins. That would have been that would have been great, and they're they're right at three, and I don't I don't see them getting another win for the rest of the season. So, I mean, and and then that's the thing if if you look at the roster and you see what 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 the, what the Bears were doing, you'd have to you'd, you'd have to see that this was just the last season that that we that we should see where they where they really really struggled. I just find it funny that the they were two and one, and yet those are probably the three worst games Justin Fields played. Like he's gotten yes. so much better than in those three games, and yet they can't win 
around him. So as he's gotten better, yes. it's almost the team has gotten worse. But but again, it's it's li- progress is not linear ever in NFL right. or any sport or in any walk of life. So you're going to have literally ups and downs like that. And it's so playing so poorly and it, which is, you would would almost encourage fans, right? Okay, the quarterback's playing so poorly and they they got a winning record. If he just figures it out, they'll just keep winning games and get even better. And he figured it out, but they didn't <laughs> keep winning games. So it's just, it's it's funny how that does happen in football sometimes. It's a strange yeah, sport. And, that's the, and, the, and the thing with the Bears is they, they can never get the offense and the defense to work together. If the offense is doing great, the defense is struggling. If the defense is struggling, if the defense is doing great, the offense is struggling. And that's just that, that that's what happened. That's what happened this season early in the early in the year when they were two and one. The defense was playing great. I mean, I think they led the league and they, they, they didn't give up a, a touchdown in the fourth quarter, I think, for the, for the first five or six games. So, the, you know, the defense was, was playing well, but then the defense collapsed and the offense started flourishing. It's funny because the Packers have done the same thing. Their defense was incredible. And now they're a shell of themselves. Now they've just been gashed two games in a row by the run game, which does lead wonder okay is david montgomery in store for big game against the packers uh running the football just kind of like derrick henry just did and every player on the eagles just did <laughs> it's gainwell boston <laughs> scott uh, of course miles sanders and yeah 150 yards to jalen hurts which i mean maybe fields is hurt he won't run for 150 yards he certainly is capable though against this defense so um but yeah maybe it's funny how the packers and bears aren't too far apart right now only I feel much better about the Bears quarterback situation, yeah. <laughs> certainly long term, um, you know, maybe maybe not so much this year right now for this game. Although with Rodgers hurt, I mean, both quarterbacks are hurt, though. So I still think Rodgers is the better quarterback right now between him and Fields. But uh, oh, definitely. But I mean, and, and, and as how I bad said, the injuries, I think, is, is as, also. As I said, if, if uh, with, with, with the Bears poor pass rushing. Rogers is going to sit there if he if he just he just stands back there in the pocket and, and looks and waits for someone just just to get open in in, in whatever time that that they need to, to to get open he's he's just going to gash them again like 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 he always does. So this is going to be a monster monster Randall Cobb game is what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> you know how much he loves to come alive against the Bears, but it it yes. it, it, it it almost sets up like that, right? You've got okay Dubs who has at times been able to get open and get separation, but the timing of it, I think with Rogers is comfortable when he's reading the, the progression, he, it, he's maybe not open or as open as he needs to be at those moments. Christian Watson, it seems like he can, he can get open just based on his speed. If he can just outrun somebody, uh, but in close quarters and in the quickness to get open at will is not necessarily there with him. Uh, his route running is pretty raw too. So there's, there's definitely upside there. And Lazard has never really been one to, really get open all that often he can you know get open at the point of attack he can do some things and he's a big body make contested catches as well that he can make plays when he's not open quote unquote but yeah and maybe randall cobb is that quick separator that can give him the quick look quick read every time uh so yeah maybe we'll see a lot of randall cobb but uh i know oh, i'm looking forward to this game i think uh, you are too carlos and as are all definitely. packers and bears fans yeah definitely and, and and talking about the the the, the receivers getting open that's that's one of the main things that that Justin Fields has to work on. People, people, like I said, people don't, don't want him to. They they want the Bears to just shut him down. But he has to learn. One of the things that he has to learn is he's not in the he's not in college ball anymore. Where in, at Ohio State, you had receivers that were open by ten yards. Really. How many first Completely. round receivers did he play with? Chris Olave, yeah, Garrett Wilson, definitely. Uh, and he had you know they were all wide open every time every time he dropped back. In the in the in the professional level, that's not going to happen. 
there are times where someone's going to be, a defender is going to be close to the receiver and he's actually open, even though it doesn't look like he's open. You got to throw him open. You got to put the the football in a place to where that receiver becomes open. That's something that Rogers has done beautifully throughout his, throughout his career. And that, that's one of the things that, 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 that Justin Fields has to has has to learn anticipation, perhaps right? Like that's uh, the... perhaps it's perhaps it's it's because of the the lack of talent in the wide receivers, so that, that he he doesn't he doesn't trust them. But he's got to show he's got to show some, some more trust, and he's got to see where where because there were there were there were a few times with with uh, even with um Colt Komet, where there were there were a few plays where especially on some of the interceptions that he threw that he threw, Komet on the other side was was open. Even though it didn't look like he was open, he and and he started trusting Komet more, and Komet started making the plays. Dak Prescott, when he came in as a rookie, he was very much see a thrower. If you're wide open, that's why Cole Beasley did so much better than Des Bryant in Dak Dak's rookie season. He wanted the, the guy that was open, not the guy that forced him to make a contested catch. So right. that and Dak has gotten a lot better with his anticipation. That's something we could think Fields can also improve at. It's, he's still young, still a long way to go. The one thing that that people don't realize with with uh, Fields is that they everyone keeps talking about he's he's a running quarterback he's a running quarterback okay he's he's had a lot of success running but in college he was he, he was just a drop back quarterback he was mostly a drop back quarterback I think he had like in his in his senior year twenty six rushes or something like that so it's it's he's not a he, he's he's not a run first quarterback he's he he, he likes to drop back look. And then and then throw first before before he before he runs. This season he hasn't had the the receivers, so he's had to he's had to run more. Well, before we run out of here, uh, just let people know, Carlos, where they can find you. I know you're part of Full Press Coverage Bears, but uh, if they want to find you on Twitter, where can they do that? Um, you can find me also at at, at C Nazario, C N A Z A R I O. I'm there on Twitter. Um, also, as you said, uh, at Full Press Bears. And of course, we're on Twitter at FPC underscore Packers. Jesse's at Hall underscore J Hall 1212. Ryan at says, uh, I want people to download the full press coverage app, but also support PA the second. Uh, and uh, all the support he gives us, he lets you use the song for your body as our intro and outro music. Uh, so thank you very much for joining us, Carlos. We appreciate you having me. Thanks for having me. It's always, it's always a pleasure talking to you guys. And uh, Jesse had to get up for the end of the episode, but I'll use his line. Uh, I'll say, go Pack Go, and we'll see you next time on the Full Press Packers Pod. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.